Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Diversity in Fellowship. We are your hosts, William Marshall and Brother Kenny King. Today we are talking about the SBC and CRT. So the Southern Baptist Convention is the national convention is going to be held on June 15th and 16th. So coming up in about a week. Um, and we, Kenny and I, pastor a SBC church, and so we are talking about these issues and dealing with these issues. And it just so happens that within the SBC right now, there are some uh, debates, yes, arguments happening uh, concerning um, ethnic unity and racial reconciliation and how we're supposed to go about that and what's that supposed to look like in our local churches. Uh, a lot of it... Um, kind of revolves around the issues of CRT and intersectionality, which we've talked about some before, Yes, um, but we want to dive in to be a little bit more specific today. And so, so there's a lot of things happening. So, so Kenny, let's begin just before we kind of, um, well, we probably need to give at least a little bit, a, a brief background. So what, what's some of the background for this discussion concerning the SBC and CRT? Well, you got to start at the beginning. Yes. and how the Southern Baptist Convention was formed. The Southern Baptist Convention was formed by Southerners um, yep. who wanted to continue to own slaves. Yes. Um, the flagship, flagship seminary, Southern Seminary, was formed by people who thought black people were inferior. Right. Um, at the same time, they're sending missionaries to Africa. Yes. And so... And wanted to continue to do that. Right. Wanted and to continue to do that. The Northern Baptists were like... No, right? Yeah. We don't want to do that. <laughs> we don't want to partner you with and partner with you for that effort. And so they said, "Yeah, let's go ahead and split." Right. We'll start our own. We'll start our own denomination. So, yes. obviously, somebody could come back and say, "Well, yeah, there's more to it than that." And granted, we understand that. But, but in in a very real sense, that was kind of the primary motivation behind uh, what was what was the beginning of the SBC. Yes. So then, more recently. There was a resolution that was passed in 2019, um, and this resolution called kind of CRT and intersectionality. Um, kind of the main thing that, that the controversial phrase was that it, it was an analytical tool yes, uh, that could better help us understand how race um, has and then continues to function in society. Now, if you actually go back and read the resolution, which it seems like in much of the debate, has not happened. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's, because the, the, the resolution clearly affirms the BF&M, right? The, yes. the Baptist faith and message, which is kind of the Southern Baptist's um, statement of beliefs, right? Yes. And so it, it clearly affirms that, says that it's true, says that it's real, uh, says that it's right, clearly affirms the inerrancy, sufficiency of Scripture. Yes. Which, which <laughs> is kind of this thing that keeps being thrown up, you know, as right. like, well, Resolution 9 does, you know, shows that we don't believe in the sufficiency of Scripture, even though it clearly states it in the actual resolution that it does. So, um, so anyway, that was debated, at least to some degree, when it was passed, uh, although some argue that there wasn't enough time for debate, that it was rushed, um, and so that's been 
some of the ongoing debate. And then since it has passed, it has just been debated left and right, left and right, um, about whether or not it was a good resolution, whether or not it was right. Um, and so that's part of what's led to where we're at. But um, other things have happened. So can you right. want to mention those? And so you have a, a group called the Conservative Baptist Network, and they see um, this Resolution 9 and kind of the continued discussion around CRT and systemic racism that's happening within the um, SBC. They see that as a sign of a liberal drift within the denomination. And so uh, they are rightfully concerned, I would say, because they mm. did see a liberal drift in in the SBC decades earlier that led right. to the conservative resurgence. So um, this group has come and they are firmly against any um, talking about CRT, anything that kind of resembles um, CRT. Um, mm. They have a president, presidential candidate mm -hmm. um, that they are putting forth um, at the convention this right. year, Mike Stone. Mike Stone. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so, I mean, you have this group that is kind of spearheading the the move to kind of repeal Resolution 9 and to um, utterly reject CRT and any any of its um, concepts. Right. Right. So then also in November of last year, so November of 2020, the seminary presidents uh, of the, is it six? I think six seminaries, right? Um the presidents got together and said, we need to release a statement. And so they released a statement that said that CRT was incompatible with the Baptist faith and message. Uh, and they gave their reasons for that. It was <laughs> the statement read almost like a resolution. Right. You know, kind of went through and talked about the different things and the concerns they had. Yes. Uh, and so that was released in no November of 2020. Right. Which led to... Uh, many black pastors and, and churches deciding that, okay, well, if this is what you're really focusing on, mm -hmm. if you're, you, you're really just don't want to deal with um, any issues of, of racism or racial justice or um, ethnic unity, you don't really want to deal with that. So we're just going to leave or we're going to wait and see what happens here next week but yes. to make a decision on whether or not we are um, going to lead the denomination. And to kind of backtrack a little bit, in, in 95, the SBC did apologize for, for some of the history mm -hmm. and, and what the African-American pastors are. Yes, you did repent of those things. You right. did do that, but you need to bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Yes. Like some of the ways that you are coming along and trying to, to even fight for ethnic unity is not necessarily the ways that you should be doing it. And mm. so... They feel like adding this this um, component of, of CRT as an analytical tool helps to better um, inform the church on how to have true ethnic unity. Uh, but now, with all of this coming up, they are um, trying to figure out whether or not they're actually going to stay within mm. the SBC. Uh, is it worth fighting for ethnic unity within this denomination? Yes. Yeah. So that's about as quick as we could possibly give background. And there's we, we acknowledge there's way more that has happened, and we could point to articles and uh, podcasts and blogs right. and everything else and sermons and videos. There's yes. a whole series of videos out there. Uh, so there's, there's all this kind of background history. Uh, and that and that's and that's leading up to um, the national convention that's going to happen in about a week. 
and there is there. I mean, there obviously is. There's potential for great tension. Right. Um, we've already seen numerous people talk about resolutions that are going to be introduced, and yes, uh, resolutions that would repeal Resolution Nine, and that would you know state other things. Other other resolutions are coming out. <laughs> there's yes. going to be all kinds of resolutions. <laughs> A lot of resolutions. So there's all this kind of stuff happening. So today, Kenny, I. Our, our goal is to try to at least do the best we can to kind of give our thoughts on this, kind, yes. of, kind of walk through this as um, a white pastor and a black pastor um, who are trying to think through these issues themselves for our local church and then also for um, for the denomination that we're a part of. So, so Kenny, how would you start that off? What how what would be what would you say? These are these are kind of these are my thoughts, right? How how would you start that? Yeah, so initially I would just clarify the, the kind of the two different sides that we we tend to believe are part of this fight. So um, the 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 idea seems to be that there's a group who has gone ho about CRT and intersectionality. Right. That's not Very true. Pro <laughs> pro CRT. Right. Pro it like these are yeah yeah. Right. You have people who are pro resolution nine. Yes. That clearly states that there are problems with CRT mm. and that CRT needs to be avoided as a worldview, mm. but that there are aspects of it that could be used as an analytical tool, as we're saying. So there's a group on one side that believes in in, in resolution nine. But then there's another group who's like, well, you shouldn't use the analytical tools at all because it comes from a broken worldview, an ungodly worldview, mm-hmm. a Marxist worldview. Right. And so those are really the, the two sides. There's nobody, nobody that I've heard of, nobody that I've seen who would say I fully support as a follower of Christ and right. a believer in the inerrancy and sufficiency of Scripture Right. I have found no one who says I fully support everything that CRT and intersectionality says. So I want to clarify that first with people so that they mm. don't really misunderstand what's actually going on here. Um, and for me, an, another issue that, that I would address and what I've seen in conversations, like I'm all about leading with grace. Sure. I'm all about, you know, trying to think the best of people. Right. But leading with grace doesn't mean that we don't acknowledge what is actually true. And right. so in these conversations that I'm having with people, they just do not want to acknowledge or talk about issues of systemic racism. Right. It's simply just don't want to to talk about it. And so anytime you mention systemic racism, anytime you mention <laughs> anything about racism, it seems like the the immediate response is that CRT. Mm. And so what what you're doing in, in that situation is you're actually denying um, what a lot of black and brown people have experienced mm-hmm. in this country. You're actually denying <laughs> what was obviously um, codified in this country as far as their the laws were concerned. And so... I would say for me, th- those are where I would start as far as if I'm trying to explain this to someone. For Let me, let me interrupt you. For, for our listeners, you might say, okay, Kenny, help me understand systemic racism. Yeah. Like, w- what is that? Right. Why do we need to believe in that? Why do we think that's true? Yeah. Well, I mean, the idea is that it's not just 
rate that racism is individual. It's that individuals will create systems that are inherently racist. Right. Right. Um, they will pass laws that are inherently racist. Well, b- benefit one right one ethnicity while um, holding down, holding yes. back. You know, whatever and or worse. Here's the thing: that's any ethnicity. That's right. Who's has the majority control if mm-hmm. if they have a certain bias, they have a certain uh, sinfulness, <laughs> a sinful right. nature that will cause them to create laws or cre- and create systems that will discriminate against a group of people. Mm. It's really that simple. Mm. Uh, you think about the early church. The early church was majority culture Jewish. There was an attempt in the early church to to force upon practices and and laws upon the Gentiles to make sure that they are circumcised, to make sure that they eat a certain way. Right. There was a push within the early church for them to do that, even though it was clear that Jesus's instructions were <laughs> these things no longer apply. Right. And so it's the same thing of the history of this nation is that sinful people, sinful people who were racist individually, they created laws and they created systems um, that were racist and that discriminated against um, minorities. Hmm. That's what we mean. (laughs) I mean, right. And for us to deny that it ever existed is it's fool foolish to me. Right. And, and the frustrating thing is that anytime you talk about anything like that, yes, it's called CRT. Yeah, immediately. Right. Yeah. Like and, this hasn't been discussed before. Right. Right. <laughs> right. No, this just like, came up. This all this discussion just came about yeah. recently. We yeah. we just started talking about this like in the 1980s when CRT was you know actually right. formalized. Like yeah, people have been talking about this in the 18th, 19th century as far as in this country is is concerned. Sure. Like. Yeah. There are laws, there are systems in place that discriminate against the minorities. Yep. And you need to do something about it. Mm-hmm. That is all we're saying. Right. Like you need to be able to to not identify how those systems, even if it wasn't um, intentionally yeah. racist. Sure. Right. You need to be able to identify how those systems affect um, people outside of the majority. Right. And I don't know what the problem is when it comes to that. But you well, talk about that, and immediately the response is CRT. Yeah. Uh, something that was eye-opening to me in regards to this is, you know, reading through, um, you know, George Yancey's book. I mean, he, he talked about how—these were generalizations, right? These weren't always yes. true. But he said, among, among white folks, it's very easy to talk about racism only in terms of individual racists. Yes. Right? So one guy— calls another guy a racist slur or a racist name and that's right. that is what racism is yes right? whereas in the black community there is a lot more emphasis on the this what, what we're calling systemic racism right uh, that there's this kind of overall oppression from the majority to the minority yes. right uh, this kind of being set really I mean unequal opportunities yes. right I mean it's not it's not the same we're not starting at the same place no and so it seems like the black community wants to discuss this, whereas the white community has a tendency to say, no, 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 Let, let's just deal with individual racism. Yeah. Let's just deal with one act or a couple of acts or even 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 they would say maybe clearly individual policies. Right. 
Like we, we can talk about that, you know, like redlining. Yeah, that was that was evil. That was right. racist. But we've eliminated that. Therefore, let's don't throw the there's not any the, the system is now all of a sudden clean. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or there's everything's good. And so that was really helpful to me. I mean, because I, right. I was like, I, as, as a white man, <laughs> I was reading that and I'm thinking, yeah, I see that. Like, yeah, it was my tendency to think like that. Yeah. To not. And, and in part because I. I mean, here's the thing. Here's white privilege. If you want to get real controversial, but oh I, yeah, I didn't have to think about systemic racism, yes. because it didn't impact me. Yes, uh, and it didn't really impact my family. And right, and so, so yeah, I think I think that's a place where we need to we need to kind of recognize that some of the push over CRT is 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 surrounding this idea of systemic racism. Yes, and we, you know. Um, we think that's something that we do need to acknowledge, we do need to understand, and we do need to have conversations about. Right. Um, whether it's in the church setting or culture, you know, let's talk about culture, let's talk about yes. uh, or poli- politics, let's talk about uh, laws, I mean, all those types of things. Right. right? Um, we need to kind of think through And to be fair, issues. you know, the CRT, if you, once again, if you adopt the whole worldview, you're going to see, they're going to say it's racist everywhere. And mm-hmm. that's not what, yeah, like, that's right. Once again, the the people who are saying that you can use it as an analytical tool, they are not saying that. That's <laughs> they are right. not saying racist is, racism is the ultimate issue mm-hmm. and that you can see it everywhere. Right. They're saying that some of the systems, yeah. right? We we need to um be able to identify how they are affecting minority communities. That's right. And need to figure out ways in which we can make them less mm-hmm. racist. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, just just to once again say that, yes, if you adopt a whole worldview, you're going to have some really serious, ungodly, unbiblical That's right. issues Absolutely. that you're going to yeah. have to deal with. Uh, but that is not what's happening mm-hmm. in this discussion. I mean, CRT does not offer a solution to um, racial strife or, you know, ethnic it cre- strife. It's going to create more. That's right. I yeah. mean, and, and I think even those who are in support of Resolution 9 or think it was, you know, okay— they, I mean, they would admit that. They would yes. acknowledge that. Yeah. You know, and and all of that kind of leads to kind of our next talking point, which I, you know, we would say is the death of nuance. Yes. And, and it really, I mean, the hard thing is that it feels as if both sides are talking past one another. Oh, yeah. And not really listening to one another. It seems that, like, they both are in far more agreement than they are in actual disagreement. Yes. Um, it seems like both of them are pointing to kind of the really radical examples on one side, and then they're pointing, and then the, and then that group is pointing to the radical examples on the other side, which is not where anybody's at. Yes. Um, and and so I mean, r- really, part of what we're pushing is what I mean, what Shailen talked about and and discusses in his uh, his book, The New Reformation, is is kind of this third way, right, where we can actually come together and say. Yeah, we we understand that there are serious problems with any kind of secular solution, right? Yeah. So CRT and intersectionality are going to have some some really wrong conclusions. They're, they're they are based in a in a in a wrong worldview, right? Um, and yet that doesn't mean we don't recognize systemic racism. Yes, uh, we we do recognize that. We we see that as a problem, and um, you know, and if it can be used as an analytical tool or whatever you want to call it to help us better understand systemic racism, so that we can respond. Right. With gospel solutions and biblical solutions. Yes. Um, then then yeah, let's let's have a discussion about that. Let's figure out. And if there are 
you know, I mean, if there are problems with with um, you know, with with systemic racism or why that, well, I mean, let's have a conversation. Absolutely. But let's let's don't begin the conversation by demonizing our opponent. Yes. That just shuts down the conversation immediately. And so, my hope is, I mean, if you said, well, William, what's your hope for the SBC this year? My hope is that this third way voice will will emerge. Um, right. That there will be those who will say, hey, look, I think we can actually. Uh, come together on this and fight for ethnic unity together. Right. Uh, we don't have to be. We're not actually pulling in in different opposite directions. We're actually both. We're all trying to pull towards the the scriptures and pull towards the gospel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we just got to figure out how to do that better, and we've got to listen to one another. And uh, so that that's my hope. I, do I think that that's going to happen? Right. I don't know. I mean, I you know sometimes the. Um, kind of the more extreme voices are the loudest and, oh, and, right. and seem to garner more attention and support even. And so my hope is for this kind of, um, you know, let's, let's come together at the table and think and work through this. Uh, but I, I know that's going to be a challenge. Right. So what what would kind of be your hope for, uh, we'll just particularly address the kind of the resolution situation because that's, yeah. that's obviously where the discussion is going to go at the convention. Yeah, so... Talking again to how kind of like African-American pastors are responding to all these recent um, recent things that have happened in the SBC. Um, A lot of them are trying to see if Resolution 9 will be repealed. And if Resolution 9 is repealed, a lot of them are saying we're out. Hmm. Like we are leaving the the SBC. even after the um, seminary seminary presidents came right. out with their statement in November, they kind of mm-hmm. reading the tea leaves and saying this is where it's right. headed. So let's not even wait and see uh, what's going to happen in June. Let's just go ahead and and, and bounce. But um, some people trying to be patient, trying to lead with grace, and let's wait until June and, and see if that happens. But here's the thing, also, if Resolution 9 remains untouched, mm-hmm. you're still going to have people who are like, we need to leave right. because the SBC has gone liberal. liberal. Yeah. And so what I would want to see is that if they do anything to Resolution 9, which I believe is fine as it stands, um, maybe clarify, mm. these are the analytical tools. Right. We here's feel how, like Here's how it can help. Right. This is how it can help. Mm-hmm. Maybe even give give examples, yeah, <laughs> like, like right. some clear examples that can't be disputed, and say, "This is how we think it can be helpful." And then, the parts that are seriously problematic, label them out That's clearly. Right. Let's identify some of those. Let's so identify that, some of those mm-hmm. so that when when we start having these discussions, it's no longer like, "Well, you believe that all white people are racist." Like I, I actually said. <laughs> Right. In the you know edit of this resolution, that mm-hmm. we do not believe that all white people are racist, right. yeah. and I think the resolution does say it as it stands right now. You know mm-hmm. that what we're not we're not saying this right that this is the you know penultimate mm-hmm. the ultimate issue that's going on mm-hmm. um, in people's sinful nature, right? But if you clarify that, then maybe we can realize that as you were saying we are actually more in agreement than we are in disagreement in regards to this issue. Mm. What I would also say is that, and what I'm seeing it from both sides is and going back to the, the depth of nuance is even the inconsistency yeah. in their thinking. Mm. 
like the the people who are pro CRT as an analytical tool, like they they would be quick to to counsel other things that have a a problematic origin, mm-hmm. right? Even yeah. the founders of the SBC, let's let's wipe everything out about them. Uh, mm-hmm. um, other things that you know have even racist origins, they would be like, well, you need to get rid of all of that because they're racist or they're pro slavery, right? So but then they're okay with they're okay with CRT that has this ungodly right. kind of yeah, Marxist, that's the inconsistency. That's the there. inconsistency right there. Mm-hmm. And then you have the other side who's like, well, you shouldn't you shouldn't um, adopt any secular worldviews or ungodly worldviews. Right. But they adopt it in other areas, <laughs> like, right. yeah. like when you talk about politics or any in in several other things, like mm-hmm. dealing with the SBC. Right. We're willing to to be able to discern. Okay, even though this had an evil our ungodly, unbiblical beginning. We're mm. able to take the good out of it and actually apply it to to how we live our lives or how we live out our faith even. Mm. And so for for either side to not be able to um, just be consistent in the mm. way that they are applying these principles that they are applying to this discussion, mm. uh, that's frustrating. Yeah. Like be intellectually honest enough to, <laughs> to be able to say, hey, um, I may be wrong in regards to how I'm doing this. Hmm. Like, let's sit down yeah. and actually have a discussion instead of just shouting at one another. You're a racist. You're a Marxist. Right. Um, that's not true. Like, yeah. let's actually deal with the the issues and not just keep lobbing insults at one another. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, this has kind of been, we beat this drum a lot. Like, we have to lead with grace. Yeah. Here, you know, and we need to lead with grace, particularly in this discussion um uh all but i mean really all the way across the board but but even even I mean, my hope and my prayer for the SBC this year is that we can do that even as a convention right that remains to be seen yes um but but my hope and my prayer is that we can do that that we really can lead with grace and hear from one another and talk and and come out on the other side with some gospel you know some gospel solutions some gospel unity yes gospel unity one word right it is one yes, word one put words. the put the put that hyphen in there, hyphen there that is one, one word, word. Yes. that's a that's an old story i mean we should tell right. that story at right. some point um but yeah i mean that that that's our hope that's our hope i think for uh, the SBC this year so let's uh, what's our um, diversity and fellowship resource for the SBC and CRT yeah this one is hot off the presses hot off yes um, Brother Trevin Wax, he wrote an article, What Are Southern Baptists Really Fighting About? Mm-hmm. Well-balanced article that kind of um, illustrates right. what's really going on, even under the surface. Um, yeah. He's an SBC guy, because so he's going to be able to speak into it. So yes. seems to do a good job of trying to kind of see both sides and represent both sides. Yes. Good deal. So uh, give that article a read. Maybe that can help you as well as you think through uh, some of these issues. And that leads us to our... Crazy, crazy. I'm, I'm just going to ahead and call it. This is kind of a crazy, ridiculous question. <laughs> there we go. But you know, this we has been kind it. of weighty matters, and and uh, we know we talk about a lot of weighty stuff. But uh, and so, what is our crazy slash ridiculous question for this week, <laughs> Pastor Kenny? All right. So we we have this theological debate. Yes. And so the crazy question is like. You're you're doing a tag team, okay? Tag team, tag team in regards to these theological baits. This is a wrestling match. Oh wow! I mean, it's a wrestling See, match ridiculous. along with a theological already, debate. Okay, wrestling so, theological <laughs> debate. Right. Okay, so you need your your pro wrestling partner. Okay, 
and you also need your uh, theologian partner. Okay. Who are you going in the ring with? Oh goodness! For Christ. this okay so situation. because it's a wrestling match, I'm taking Luther, right? Okay. Because I mean, what in the world? Now, <laughs> at least I, that's my first thought. I'm like Luther. Yes. He's just going to be argumentative and right. run all over everybody. Whatever. If I'm if I'm being honest intellectually, like who I would want to take in a debate. Yes. Right. I think I would take a guy like Francis Schaefer. Right. Who seemed to be very very good at like listening to others, you know, like um, right. making sure he understood other worldviews, helping people see inconsistencies maybe in their worldview, um, and then trying to point them to Christ. And so I think. He might be a better choice. <laughs> yeah, than, you might than Luther. Um, right. So that would be my theological choice, and then I have to pick a an actual wrestler. Actual wrestler, yes. So to I, fight. I didn't watch a lot of wrestling, but I mean, I watched enough to know some names. My my probably my favorite wrestler of all time would have been Sting. Yes, remember that crazy guy, right? Um, mostly just because he did that the Sting splash, you know, yeah. where he ran and jumped all the way across and then land, and that made people completely pass out. Yeah, it was amazing, yes. right? And they would pass out, and then he would get them in the Scorpion. What was it called? Scorpion, scorpion Deathlock. Death yes, the yes. Scorpion <laughs> Deathlock. <laughs> Which you know, then oh, they would man. wake up and feel the pain, right? Yes. They would they were knocked out until right. he got them in the Deathlock, then they would wake up and man, they would tap out. The they just couldn't, yeah. just couldn't handle couldn't it. Deal with it. So I mean, that's a way to end, that's a way to win a debate, right? right. They're just going to tap them out. You're just yes. going to tap them out. You're going to win it. Scorpion Deathlock, Stinger Splash. Yeah. Right. So, all right, Pastor Kenny, those are my <laughs> answers to this ridiculous question. Yes. Who would you get to be your wrestling partners? My wrestling partner. Yes. Let's see. My wrestling partner would be um, the Ultimate Warrior. The Ultimate, ultimate warrior. warrior. Because he didn't mess around. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't right. mess around. He came into the came into the ring. Didn't do too much talking. He just took care no. of business. Yeah, that's how you do it. Yes, and he beat Hulk Hogan one time. Mm, so I mean, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good wrestlers. That, I watch. I, I know, man. I'm thinking about wrestling. all the other ones now. They're all coming back. Like Andre the Giant. Yes. Remember that big dude, Macho Man. The Randy Macho Savage. Man, Randy. Savage. <laughs> that guy sold a lot yes. of Slim Jims, man. He sold that a lot. Guy man. Sold. A that was lot. my guy. He right. was cool, yeah. Yeah, The Rock, right? Remember, yeah, the Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Remember yes. that guy? Oh, he was right. holding up a two-by-four. That yeah, is some man. goodness. So he has yes. some good wrestlers, but I think I would go with Ultimate Warrior. Just Okay, so then your theological partner. Your theological partner would probably be uh, R.C. Sproul. Just because oh. early what's, R.C. What's wrong with you people? Right. right. <laughs> early <laughs> R.C. Oh, the, oh, early R.C. Yeah, not okay. later. I mean, yeah. later R.C. was good, though, man. I, I kind of enjoyed it. Was, it was funny, but... Uh, Okay. Early RC, his mind was um, very sharp. Yes. And helped me out a lot, even in my formation. So that's what I'm going to choose. Well, we hope that has been greatly, greatly helpful for you for any theological wrestling matches that yes. you might find yourself in, right? <laughs> Stinger Splash, Andre the Giant. Oh, Macho man. man, Ultimate Warrior. Yes. Uh, now we thank you guys for tuning in and listening this week, and uh, we can't wait to talk with you next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.